Hey, welcome back everyone to 2003 UB313, the podcast. Um, I just wanted to make a quick addendum to the previous episodes and to this one that's coming up as well. Matt and I have been talking about the holographic principle and how this life is just a shadow of the real and we'll continue down that road in part three here. But I just wanted to make clear that this isn't some sort of like new Gnosticism where there's this secret knowledge or deeper reality that we need to find our way into or that it's only for a select few. This way of being more fully human, as N.T. Wright would put it, uh, is open for everyone through Christ. This deeper reality isn't supposed to come off as a secret or elite reality so much as it is um, moving outside of uh, take your pick, our Western ideas or you know empirical, measurable, and calculated thoughts, or even just our, our unchecked religious traditions that we hold without maybe knowing why. Um, but mo- moving outside of all of that to embrace the fact that this God that created and loves each one of us is actually active in the world and more specifically can be interactive in our own lives, probably more than the degree to which we're currently experiencing him. I may not know you, but in broad brush strokes, I believe that applies to most people, including myself. So we're just going to jump back into this song, Mercury, um, start talking about multiple spatial dimensions and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day and at the end of this song, our hope is just that we, we all see more of Jesus infused into and impressed upon our own lives. So happy listening and thanks for tuning in. We're back with Mercury Part 3. We're wrapping up this song, hopefully, today. Uh, although, in reflection, uh, the last two episodes, we have not gotten very far into this song. Not very far at all. <laughs> but, uh, Which is not a long song, either. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. What, um, get us up to speed. What have we been talking about the last so couple of weeks? So, we, Mercury is all about Jesus as Lord. Um, that, that's, we've, we surrender to Jesus as Lord and just making that an active part of our lives. Uh, so we've talked about how we do that actively, and we visited black holes and holograms, and we ended our last one, I'm pretty sure, with talking about just the ache that we have for something more than what we see around us. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And so the next thing would just be like a meta meta-narrative. Uh, the next thing I say, lately, I've been thinking. Lately, I've been thinking how a line is to a square is to a cube is to a tesseract. And then I go through this little thought that I've been Which, thinking. This isn't right? a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, exactly, exactly, right. This morning. Right, right. No, lately when I was writing the song, lately I had been thinking uh, how a line is to a square, is to a cube, is to a tesseract. So let's just get mathematical for a second. Um, and Not fifth dimensional? <laughs> yeah, that's coming up too. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. got it. Um, but so, and this is this like, classic dimensionality thing of just trying to stretch our brains past our three-dimensional world because um, that's how we, how we experience life and reality. Um, and it, there's this book called Flatland um, from like way back in the early 1900s. Um, Edwin okay. Abbott, yeah, was his name, just wrote this book about these like squares and triangles that lived in this two-dimensional space um, and like interacted with each other. And the part of it was like social commentary, but then part of it was more of like a spiritual, I don't know, commentary or something like this, um, where this, this sphere, this three-dimensional object invades flatland and it's like what and like you know how do you see only pieces of the sphere and then similarly this flat square mm-hmm. goes to line land and you know is a two-dimensional thing it 
going into one dimension and how, how do the little dots on the line experience a square and just kind of shaking up how we see things. But really this whole extra dimension thing of like, wait, what are, what's happening around us that we don't even realize is something deeper, part of a, a different dimension or a spiritual dimension. Um, and then Carl Sagan in the eighties did like a sweet cosmos episode on it. And it's just, it's just kind of been around. So, I mean, I had like a, a you know, senior project at school, some girl did her whole thing on dimensionality and like has this cute little PowerPoint. There's exactly this, this thing. So it's, it's been popularized. So you stole one of um, your students. I totally, assignment. I stole an assignment and wrote a song <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's just, it's this, yes. And it's been around forever. Okay. So, so the idea is this, that a line is one dimension. Set a, take so take one, one dimensional object, set it next to another one in two dimensions, and connect them by ninety degree angles. You get a square. Mm-hmm. If you got to close your eyes and visualize, you know that's, that's cool. I do. So yeah. So then you take this two dimensional object, a square, but in three dimensions, when you set two squares next to each other, connect them by ninety degree angles, you get a cube. But in the same way that a line is to a square, and that a square is to a cube, if you could have four dimensional space, you could take a cube, and set it next to another cube and connect it by 90 degree angles and you get a tesseract. Now, just like when you like, you know, do like little dimensional drawing of a, a cube in two dimensions, they're not actually, not all the lines are connected by 90 degree angles. Right. If you nest a cube inside a cube in three dimensions, um, it's, they're not all 90 degree angles, but that's the best like approximation we can get for what this four dimensional space would look like. But my thing is like, why stop there? Like, Especially if this is an analogy for like the spiritual world invading what we see around us and what we experience, like we can still kind of conceptualize what a fourth dimension might kind of look like with this tesseract approximation. Sort of. So yeah, no, right, right. I mean, it's just like it's it's on the edge, but I don't know if there's any like brilliant, you know, folks out there at MIT or something that they're like, oh yeah, five dimensions, got it. But for me, and I think most people that I talk, anybody that I've talked to, it's like getting to the fifth dimension is just like, forget it. I can't visualize that. And I think that's where we need to get to with realizing how different and supernatural and awesome the spiritual world is and what mm-hmm. God has to invade with his kingdom coming in our lives and his transformation happening in us. And it's like, we can talk about concepts of, you know, forgiveness or, you know, Christ's righteousness being ours and and these these amazing things, but let's be honest, I don't think we get it. You know, like it's <laughs> sure. like there's like a whole nother dimension going on here. And then similarly, just with um, I think even those basics, you just kind of have to like rewind and revisit them and just oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, how often yeah. does that happen? Right? Yeah, it's just yeah, like again sure. and again. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think then the flip side of like okay and. What does God want to do to establish his kingdom through us? And it's not something, I mean, as is later in the song, maybe jumping ahead here, but like, it's not something we do on our own. It's not our good ideas. It's not these, you know, sweet, I don't know, as moved as we might be in in our hearts or in our actions, the real work is Christ working in us and through us. Mm -hmm. So that's where this whole... Let's get fifth dimensional thing happens. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it'd be sweet 
it is sweet if people, you know, we often will encourage people to sing this along and, you know, so we get this like gang, you know, a line is two, a square is two, two a cube is two, two a tesseract. So let's get fifth dimensional. And I think it's fun and it's mathy, but like, what if that's the core of that was like, yes, like we're singing this silly math thing as an analogy for like, yes, let's press into the spiritual realm invading this. And, 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 and like that, that's something I want to gang vocal on, you know? Right. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I actually thought that the, like we got to fifth dimensions with the Tesseract because I always assume that time is the fourth dimension. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so suddenly it was like, okay, we've, we've arrived. Let's do Tesseracts <laughs> yeah. is my understanding. But you're saying let's get yeah, yeah. beyond Tesseracts. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good like, clarification because oftentimes the fourth dimension is time. This would be a fourth spatial dimension and then a fifth spatial dimension. And so you still got time as another dimension hanging out there too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Glad, glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> I'll shout along now. Yeah, yeah, now, now you can sing along. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, what's the next line? And stop believing that we can do this on our own. Yeah, right. Sorry, I can't hear your voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. That's the meter of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, but that's, that's, so I kind of call this last verse like my manifesto, and it sort of is like stuff like we were just saying that's like, I've heard that before. Like, it, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, the world's not our home, cool, or whatever. Right. Um, but I think if we really stop and pause and think about what these words mean, and and not just philosophically, but actionably, it's like, okay, so I'm going to stop believing that I can do this on my own. Okay, what does that mean in my day-to-day? Which we've been talking a lot about, right, is this yeah. long process, the minutes of our day, um, you know, being invaded by Christ's Spirit. And and so what, is, what does that look like if I just... I stop believing that I can do it, you know, on my own. And then, and then the next one, I guess I've said twice already. I think. Stop pretending that the world as we know it is our home. Like, okay, yeah, we're here, but this physical stuff that we see around us is a broken world that's going to be restored, and and like this isn't the end, right? This isn't the end all. This is this is um, like we've talked earlier. This is a shadow. And we're going to have a fuller reality that we can live now, to, you know, partially. Christ isn't back yet, but we can live with Christ in us doing these supernatural things that he does in restoring people's hearts, in healing, you know, like physical brokenness, but healing spiritual brokenness and, and mental brokenness and emotional brokenness and all these things. Like he, he can invade that. So that's, that's not this world. That's not my home. My home is different than that. Yeah. So, yeah. And just glancing at the final three lines, there's definitely just an element of like releasing all of our own efforts, everything that we put trust in, in order to finally say like we found the answer mm-hmm. in submitting. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And, and so releasing to submit. Tell me, what do you mean? Well, that, that, that's like releasing everything that I have that's in the way. So that I can truly submit and say, like, yes, have your way. Or, like you're saying, invade, go ahead, like, have your way in me, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I There was something I, maybe I've already cleared this up, but I feel like some episodes back or some episode back, I mentioned something about, like, oh, it's, 
yeah, I want to submit like my anger right. or things like that. But it's like I want to submit my good stuff too, like my charming personality and my sense of humor or what? Do you <laughs> sarcasm? I don't. I don't have a sarcasm sign. <laughs> um, but but even the stuff that I hold as like this is a good quality. I want that to be redefined too. I want to submit everything and mm-hmm. and like I don't want to believe that I can do this on my own, right? And and so I think that there's a a couple other lines in there or things in there about like resisting is a huge thing. Um like really and you know that's just punk rock too, right? But just this idea totally. of, of resistance so like we're going to stop pretending, we're going to stop acting like it's our our home, but then we're going to start resisting. begin standing up and fighting like not just not just like hey, I guess I won't be apathetic but like I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna fight against apathy and comfort right like these, these things that are easy to slip into um, and, and and not to say that I don't right not to say like oh, I'll right, figure this out I yeah I'm fighting against those but it's like that's a, again daily it's minutes it's looking at things and saying like no I'm I'm not satisfied with being less than Christ working in this situation um, yeah, so I, I think if we really take that to heart, or at least for me, if I really take that to heart, again, that, that doesn't just change my my thought process, but it changes my actions and it changes how I interact with people as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. man. Um, and then the last one, just to, just to clarify, because I don't want people to get hung up on this one, but the last thing is like sometimes if, this is like totally from Josh Garrels um, from farther along, but this idea like... Sometimes it feels like we're just hanging on to our final shreds of hope. But it's time to let our hold go. It's not let our hope go, right? Christ sure. is our hope. But it's it's that that idea of like I am holding on with all I have to like my final shreds of hope is what it can feel like. But it's in that gripping hope that if I'm holding on to, you know, my my own strength, I can't just like fall into Jesus, you you do this, and it's, it's still my strength, you know. And there's this right. weird. I guess I don't even sometimes know how to describe that. But there's well, you're this letting weird... you're letting your hold go on the false things that are exactly. keeping you going. Yes, in order to receive something more permanent, more, yeah, more more lasting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, and maybe I don't even know how to explain it, but hopefully people just know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's don't <laughs> let go of hope. Like our hope is Jesus, but we let hold. Yeah. Let go of our hold of this, these false hopes that we're hanging on to. Yeah, makes um, sense. Yeah. And then, and then we wrap it up, right, with, with our final closing statement, like of all the ache and all the, you know, missed dimensions and all the whatever. We found the answer in surrender to Jesus as Lord. We found the answer in surrender to Jesus as Lord. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Mercury. Call it a wrap. Boom. So let's do it. Yeah? Let's be expectant. Let's change our focus. Let's ask God to help us be aware of his reality, like how he's working, what he's called us to, who we are in him. And let's get actionable. Let's get fifth dimensional, right? Like we'd love to hear about it, uh, how God is working in your life, how you stepped out to take a risk or tried changing up how you operate to be 
a bit less like the world around us and a bit more like the kingdom that we've been brought into in Christ. So thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged. Uh, If you are, pass it on. We'll catch you next week.